Let's confess. I decree and God agrees. I am a soul winner. I am a contagious Christian. I positively influence and encourage everyone around me. I am a disciple maker. God's Tabernacle Christian Family Church influences Sardin. God's Tabernacle Christian Family Church fulfills a calling for this season. God's Tabernacle Christian Family Church has all the resources to meet the community's needs. We receive God's favor and man's favor. We have compassionate care for the needy. Constant prayer is our lifestyle. We bear much fruit. We are givers. We heartily worship God with our possessions. Christ's redemptive purpose is accomplished in Saturday. We see a thousand churches established in our lifetime. Sadek, the Lord God is your God. You belong to God. I see in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, we thank you that even as we study your word tonight, that you minister by your spirit. We thank you, Father, that, Lord, you move mightily through your word tonight. I thank you, mighty God, that, Father, that you anoint me to preach your word and to minister to your children. I thank you, Lord, that I'm not depending upon my own human intellect, but I'm trusting on you, Spirit of God, to speak for the word with power and with anointing. And, Lord, I promise to give you all the praise, the glory, and the honor for all that you will do and accomplish through your word this day. In Jesus' name. And everybody say, Amen. Amen. Turn to somebody, tell them, I am the highly favored of the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Well, uh, I want us to, we are continuing on our series, uh, The Blessing in action. And, uh, uh, this is part part four. Right? We did part three last week. And so we are continuing. I want us to turn to First Timothy chapter six verse seventeen. The Bible says, as for the rich in this present age, so the people uh, that were rich in this present age. Now, somebody said that, you know, the church is only for the poor. Now, this verse would not be in the Bible if it was only for the poor, Paul would not have uh, to address the rich people in church. So there were rich people in church. Oh, I know that your amen is not convincing. Now, if there were rich people in church then, definitely there would be rich people in church today. 
Bible talks, it says that before the throne, I see, you know, big and small, rich and poor. So there were rich people. Yeah, we need to at times talk about the scriptures because people think that uh, to be rich it's sin. They apologize. You know, I am so ah na kore akina nexi. You know, the ritimang ah dita la fela. Eh? Yeah. Now, uh, God, Jesus said that the poor you will have with you always, but also the rich we will have with always. I will always be rich people. Rich people means people who have resources. So he was addressing this letter to, uh, to Timothy. At that time, he was the pastor in the church that was established in Ephesus. Now, Ephesus was a metropolitan city. It was a, a commercial hub of the area. So the a ship, ships would come from Africa. Yeah. And uh, others would come from Europe. You know. And then others in the Mediterranean Sea coming from uh, from the east, from Asia. And also through the land, uh, people would come. And that's where exchange of goods would happen. And so when you are in such a city, definitely there would be rich people. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's good to see that the gospel was also able to reach the rich people. And not only reached the rich people, but, but was also able to empower poor people, ordinary people, to be rich. To be rich was never discouraged. And so we should not uh, be ashamed to be rich. Tell your neighbor and say, I should not be ashamed to be rich. If you are ashamed, tell your neighbor, if you are ashamed, just know this, I won't be ashamed to be rich. Tell your neighbor, to spend a million will be normal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, uh, if your mind is has not reached to that level, you'll never rise to that level. 
So you have to change your thinking. Now, a, a lot has been preached that uh, it's very difficult for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven, you know. And now he didn't say it's impossible. It would be very difficult. Why? Because we will, we will continue with this verse, but I just want to get the mind straight right here. Because people think that when we talk about uh, being rich, people think that uh, it's a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. Amen? I loved what Brother Quentin shared yesterday. Uh, was it Brother Quentin? Elder Maburesa. When he was receiving the offer, he said that, oh, you know, the beauty that we see here in Kotishi, it happened by a big bang. Those who believe in a Big Bang theory, and you know that there was a Big Bang, then everything happened. And uh, was that the case? No. Yeah. But it was a systematic, continuous working, contributing, making sure that uh, everything, like we saw yesterday, beauty that is so there in Kotishing. It was consistent. It was done, you know, consistent. And so, uh, so, so what do we understand now is that, you see, for, for the gospel to continue and to work and to, you know, uh, move forward, it will need resources. So if we are poor, it it retards the progress of the work of God. So if we don't have the mentality of being rich, and making it out there. If we are, our mindset is, if only I can get food for today. If our mindset is on there, then definitely we won't go far. Because generally the church will be poor. Even when we receive an offering, people don't give because they don't have. But when we have resources, when we say we want to we want to get good lighting see yeah, we you know we want the spotlights we want cameras now those things are not cheap it's not 25 rand it costs money And so, 
Uh, we want good sound. It costs money. And so, you know, that is why at times, uh, how can I put it? A person who does not have a car does not know the value of a car and won't look after it. A person who does not know the value of whatever instruments and everything that it will take it like it's chappies. It will be easy to break, to leave it there, not to look after it because you don't know the value of that thing. You know, some time back, I got an advice uh, that, you know, like when we have uh, maybe the board or, you know, the church board and so forth, that fine, get people that are spiritual, but also get people that have a good financial mentality. Because you won't be saying, we need to buy this lamp is 25,000 rand, this lamp. And then this person, you know, his budget is 750 per month. Can you see that it's not in that league? So he will oppose you. You know, so as a board, you won't progress. But a person who, whose budget is half a million a month, 25,000 is nothing. Say, Pastor, I see the value of it. Let's go for it. Because it's the limitations are all in here. So, yeah, and I, I really treasure that advice. You know, I treasure that advice. And so, the battle that as an individual you will have to overcome, it's a battle of limitation. Yeah, that's why. I encourage everybody to go to Christian Family Church, Johannesburg, where you're not inspired. Because I'm fighting limitation. Yeah. It's my pleasure. Yeah, I'm fighting limitation. Because, peop because when people are limited in their thinking, you won't go far. And the devil, the, uh, how the devil would want to oppress you is to put you under limitation. You know, put, suppress you. You know, that be on this level. You can't think much. You can't 
stretch your faith. You can't believe God for more. You know, you can't go out. And uh, you're limited. And he knows that I have gotten you. And so, uh, and so it's important that we break limitation of poverty. Are you with me? Uh, whereby we will be, you know, we will be limited. Uh, break limitation of poverty in any way. I mean, we go to Christian family church, you don't see poverty there, do you? Tomagama blom. Tomagama blomo. Eh? Tomagama blomo. Go parking. Usapaka. Utlo sare. Rulela gagwa. Yeah. Eh. They did the first piking, you know, as it is. So when they were doing the other, you know, extended piking, they got a different contract. And then I said, we want this. Hey! So they went to and said, look here, come, come. Do you see this? That's what we want to be reproduced there. or beat the standard. You either keep the standard or beat the standard. Hey, it was a mountain to climb. You know. And so, but ultimately, they said, no, we can't, we can't pay you for a shabby work. You know, we can't pay you. It's not what we want. You know, we want this thing. And so, uh, and then those things, if I can tell you the screen outside, how much it costs, let's not go there. <laughs> so by now, will we be able to do that if we are poor? We are rich. So we need to increase our thinking. If you are still thinking to be helped for donation, yeah, yeah, lunch, you know, if you are still in that level, we're going to reach there. So, we need to be transforming our thinking. Really. We should not be, uh, we should not be ashamed to be rich. We should not be ashamed to do well. Your house in your street must be the best house. 
You must do well. Yeah. You you must be working in the millions. You receive your millions. Praise God. Yeah. Those who said, Hey Marislailo, it's a work good. They didn't read Second Kings six. Eh? Verse two. It will not happen. So I'm saying to those who say, ah, what good? It's just that I don't want to prophesy like Elisha prophesied. (laughs) That you shall see it, but you will not partake of it. I don't want to say that. to really uh, expand, you know, reach out. And I'm trying to stretch your faith. And so, now, yeah, God was addressing the people that are rich in this present age. He says to them, charge them, not to be haughty. What is to be haughty? Eh? To be proud. To be arrogant. See, when you're rich, does not mean you should be arrogant. You need to treat people with respect. And so some people, they only have two cents more. Hey! To send more, I'm telling you, they are so arrogant. It's like, how sailor, you are nothing. They only have to send more. Now, here, yeah, God is addressing that because that is the spirit of the enemy. And so, uh, and He says that charge them not to be arrogant, not to be haughty, not to be proud. The message translation says uh, not to do what? It says tell those rich in this world's wealth to quit being so full of themselves, so obsessed with money. So, when you are rich, here I'm showing you how to be rich in a godly way, with a godly attitude. That don't be full of yourself. Those that are rich in this world need to remain humble. 
you treat everybody with respect. You don't become arrogant to people. Now, the way you treat people and you respond to people will keep your heart soft unto the Lord. And when your heart is soft unto the Lord, you are able to be sensitive to his voice, to his guidance, to his leading. And the Bible says that God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. So you attract the grace of God when you remain humble you know, before God. And so he says, charge them not to be haughty, nor set their hopes on the uncertainty of riches. You see, riches are uncertain. It's not a showcase. Yesterday I was preaching about uh, the inheritance, you know, that there are people that uh, when they die, they are, it's like their riches die with them. Their children, after five years, six years, now they are poor. They are struggling. Yeah. And so a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. Now, here is the thing. The Bible says here that, uh, in the material things, there is no guarantee of them. So when you put your hope on the material thing, I mean, tomorrow they will fly away. So, our focus should not be on the riches. Now, we have seen here that God doesn't say we should not get rich. You know, but God is saying that riches, are, you know, they fly away like dead. So don't pin your hopes on your riches, what you have. Don't pin your hopes on that. So when you pin your hopes on the uncertainty of these early things, you'll realize that, you know, when they fly away, that's where you see people committing suicide, killing themselves. Because they say, you know, I've amassed all this wealth. I've gathered them now overnight, they are gone. Yeah. And so they just die of heart attacks, you know, or so forth, because their hopes has been on their riches. Now, how do you make sure that you don't put your hope on the riches? It's when God says, give, or when you see an opportunity to give, you don't struggle. In that way, you have not put your hopes on the riches. Amen. 
But when God speaks to you, as I want you to give a million here, and then it becomes a problem, that you can't do it, then you have pinned your hopes on the riches. And your heart is set on the riches. Now, that is why, you know, God has really uh, put the thing, a test about tithe. I mean, God would have said, you know, I know how to take care of my work. I know how to take care of my servant. You don't need to tithe and so forth. I will take care of, of them myself. God would have said that. You know, but to help us to deal with the heart issue, that our heart is not on the money, but our heart is on God, that God says that, I want you to bring the tithe unto me. You know, and above the tithe, God now and then and challenges, I want you to give this. You know, I want you to offer this. So when... A person, is it, when a person is having a struggle with that, his hopes are on the money. And so, uh, but God says that, go back to ESV, please. God says that, you know, I don't want you to set your hopes on the uncertainty of riches. He doesn't say set your hopes on riches. Uh, I don't want you to set your hopes on riches, but he says on the uncertainty of riches. But instead, where should you put your hope? But on God. So, you see, when you have a good mindset about finances, uh, your trust will always be in God, on God. Yeah. Your trust will not be on the riches, on, you know, what you have. Your trust will always be on God. God, you're my provider. God, you're the one who gave me these riches. God, you're the one who provides for me. God, it is you. You know, I am just a steward. Whatever you tells me, you tell me to do with this, I will do. Gladly do. Hallelujah. And so that is the first step where God tests us and tests our hearts. He says, but we should put our hope on God. Why? You know, God who richly provides us with some of the things no, with some of the things that will give us more problems. It will give you a car that you'll have to fix every second day. Yeah. Uh, it will give you God who richly provides us with houses that are leaking, you know, broken windows, falling ceiling, churches that do not have enough light. 
It doesn't say that, right? Yeah. But it says God. So we put our 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 hope hopes on God who richly can you say richly? Yeah. God who richly provides us with everything to enjoy. So God provides you with everything to enjoy. And please, when God blesses somebody with something, allow that person to enjoy it. Eh? Yeah. So don't have any minds. Allow that person to enjoy. Enjoy. Because God provides us. It is God who does it. Provides us with everything to enjoy. Yeah, I was dedicating a car today in Bila Bila. And, you know, praise God. And a good car. And, and I told the brother, I said, wow, this is good. It's a very good kind with all the wheels and whistles and what? The bells and whistles with everything. Full house. Hey. You know, I got into it as well. So I said, I said to him, you know, enjoy the blessing of the Lord. And, and so it is good. Do you think the devil would do that? No. no. It is God who does it. The devil won't, won't give you the best. Won't say, you know what, I want to bless you today. You know, today I just taken leave from being the devil. I just want to be good to you. And I want to bless you. <laughs> the devil won't do that. It is God who would do that. So it is he prov God provides us with everything to enjoy. And everything to enjoy. And so we should enjoy the blessing of the Lord. And so uh, you know at times, you know, God bless us with things and then we hide them away because we don't want people to be thinking otherwise. The devil is a liar. Yeah. You buy a beautiful ring, you put it in you know, a safe at home. You only wear it when you're in the house. When you go out, you are not, you know, because you don't want people to be thinking somehow. The devil is a liar. You buy a beautiful gold watch and, uh, you know, you wear a long sleeve, you know, hiding it underneath. <laughs> you can't even raise your hand because you're thinking, what? 
Now, why did you buy it anyway? So, we need to be thinking and also to be appreciating when God, you know, when I see a good thing, you know, God has blessed somebody, with, I, I appreciate them. Yeah. Should not have a jealous, eh? Jealous down. You know, don't have jealous down, you know. Hey, you know. No, appreciate it's a good thing. It looks good on you. And so it is God. Say this with me. It is God who provides for us with everything to enjoy. And he says here, Verse 18, they are to do good, the rich people, eh? to be rich in good works, to be generous and ready to share. Where share a little? Where do you want to see yourself? I prefer myself sharing <laughs> to be so rich that I share. Oh, then how is that? So, uh, now God is says that they are to do good. And and to be rich in good works. In other words, the the riches that we have should not be the ultimate. You know, but the riches of good works must be the ultimate. To be generous, to be good, to be a blessing. You know, and ready to share. Ready to be a blessing to others. So when God has blessed you, and when God has blessed all of us, we need to have a heart of being a blessing. Be ready to share with others. Of course, people should not take advantage of us. Only a lot of scammers out there, uh, uh, they will scam you. Always come up with ideas, you know. When they see something, oh, you know, there are a lot of scammers. Don't fall victim to that. You have now, uh, they know, Hori, you were working for the government, and now you, you know, uh, last month you went on pension. And all of a sudden, they want to befriend you. <clears throat> Scammers. Yeah. So there are scammers out there. Yeah. And some of them found their way into church, but, you know, able to deal with them. And so, 
you, you, you should never fall victim to scammers. And you know, when God, when, when somebody maybe comes and presents a need before you, if God is not prompting in you to give, don't give and don't feel guilty about it. Because people will come, oh, oh I have, you know, one eye, you know, January, oh, January like every year. Didn't you know January was coming? Now you're blaming January on me. Eh? Yeah. So, eh, look here. Yeah, I, I, personally, I like to give where people have not asked. I identify a need and then I give. I like, I like to do that. Yeah. But where people, I've been scammed many a times. I'm telling you. Hey, people would come and is that's why yeah pastor Louis said stop talking about how God is blessing you and so forth because if I say something little after the service I guarantee you yeah yeah if I can today I can share that you know, somebody blessed me with 100,000 on Wednesday. I'm t- the moment we say amen. <laughs> I don't know whether it is those scammers that makes us to have beautiful watches and then we hide them underneath. <laughs> But there are, are, are people like those, you know. And so, but don't fall into that group, right? You know, and, and so don't, don't take advantage of somebody. And somebody has blessed, allow that person to enjoy the blessing. Because your trust is not on a person, your trust is on God. And so, uh, so we need to, to be good, to be rich in good works. You know, identify needs and just be a blessing. You know, see that, you know, I can help here and just do it. And, it, you know, it flows better that way. Identify that this person has this challenge, and then you meet that need. You know, it flows better. It is better that way. Hallelujah. Can you still hear me? No way. Yeah. So, God says that that's where we need to be rich. You know. And when we do that, listen to what God says. He says, by so doing, eh? verse 19, thus storing up treasure 
for themselves as a good foundation for their future. Yeah. That when uh, they are rich in good works, they are doing good, they are uh, generous, and they are ready to share, by so doing, they are storing up treasure for themselves as a good foundation for the future so that they may take hold of that which is truly life. Truly life. Life is not about possession. Life is working a life of a blessing. And when we get to heaven, you know, we'll be so excited that, you know, I, uh, I did good works. I was rich in good works. I was ready. I was generous. I was ready to give. You know, I was helping people and, you know, helping in extending the kingdom of God and all of that. And that has laid good foundation for me. Uh, that when I get to heaven, that I will be so happy. You know. And uh, it would have, it's like I've lost sound. Can you still hear me? It's like, <clears throat> I don't know, I've I lost sound. I hope people online can still hear me. <clears throat> now, uh, so we will be doing that so that we may take hold of that which is truly life. Hallelujah. Now, let's go to uh, Luke chapter 16, and I will close with this. Luke chapter 16. In Luke chapter 16 from verse 1 is talking about the dishonest manager who was told that he was mismanaging the owner's resources, so he's going to be fired. <clears throat> then he decided to cut uh, the, the debts of people so that in the future people can welcome him into their houses. Now, verse 10 says, one who is faithful in a very little is also faithful in much. And one who is dishonest in a very little is also dishonest in much. You know, God will test you with ten rand before he, before he gives you. Yeah. You know, hundred thousands or a million. God will test you with what do you do with the little? How do you handle the little? If you can't tithe on the ten ten rand, you can't tithe on the hundred thousand. No ways. Yeah, 
Remember that? Someone said, God, this money is too much. It's not tithable. I tithe And so, God will test you on the ten run. That, are you able to bring the ten? And what do you do with the nine run? Are you squashing it? Are you, are you using it wisely? Because if you don't have wisdom on the letter, God won't give you much. If you can't look after your shoe, you know, and uh, your sh- after after two weeks, that shoe is like it's ten years old. God can't trust you with better, bigger shoes and modern shoes because you can't look after that one little shoe. That's how it is. I always share the story that you know we're able to do more for the kingdom of God not because we have more resources but because we are stewards of what God has, has given unto us. We are wisely using it. We are saving we know that this thing can take us longer. Yeah. And so God is able to bless us more. Yeah. So we need to make sure that we look after this little thing that, uh, that we have. So he says, if then you have not been faithful in the unrighteous world, who will entrust to you the true riches? You know, if you're not faithful with the resources, God's anointing won't come upon you. So, when the anointing is not upon you, you all that you'll do, you'll just have to fake the anointing. You see, people that are faithful with the unrighteous, uh, it says unrighteous wealth. Yeah. Who are faithful with them you know, are so much blessed by God. You know, the anointing, the grace of God can see it upon their lives. And verse 12, and if you have not been faithful in that which is another's, who will give you that which is your own? If you are a driver at work and you ravel, ravaza, <laughs> eh? Yeah, you asiaha hujo. Yeah, ero bejo, asiaha hujo, kiyama wajo. If you have that mentality, I'm telling you that there is no way that God would bless you. 
because you have not learned to look after another man's. And so, God is saying here that I need to look after another man's. When you borrow some, someone else, whether it's a tool or whether it's a thing, you know, uh, when you return it, take it back in a good working condition. If possible, even better than the way you got it. That's what the Bible is talking about here. You are faithful in another man's. Some of you, you booked yourself in some, you know, places, hotels, and so forth. When you get there, what attitude are you having? Eh? What attitude are you having? Is it the attitude? When you're coming back, in your bags, did you have all those soaps? Little soaps every day you are packing in your bag. <laughs> the writing pads and the pens you are collecting them, you know. And uh, what else? Toilet paper. Are you collecting more? They are putting three, and then uh, every the next day when they come to clean, it's only one left, you know. So overnight you have used two of them. <laughs> In few hours, eh, you have used uh, just uh, uh, that. Is that the attitude that you have? We used to. We're no longer doing it. Good people. That's great. So, so, uh, you see, it is in those little things that God is watching. How are you taking care of this? Yeah. And when you're taking, you're, you're respecting other peoples, yeah, uh, God will bless you with what is yours. You know, when you go into, your, treat it as if it's your own room. you boil a kettle five times before you actually pour in tea <clears throat> because you're not paying electricity. Yeah, such things. God is watching. Yeah. And when he treated like this is, it's me who's paying electricity. I know that I've paid the bill. You know, I've, pay, I've said, you know, but it is, I, I'm treating it like this is my personal thing. You know, I won't be wasteful. And what happens? God then will begin to bless you. See, some people are not blessed because of their attitudes. Yeah, we're talking about working in the blessing of the Lord. 
So, if you are faithful in another man's, God will give you yours. Now, in closure, here in verse 13, Jesus says, No servant can serve two masters. Either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and Satan. Is that what he says? No. So the greatest opposition of God is not Satan. It's money. It's finances. It's the greatest opposition. And so for you, because if your heart is set on the money, you, your heart cannot be set on God at the same time. But if your heart is set on God, your heart won't be set on money. You'll be holding money lightly. And so, even as we are on our way to be rich men, men and women, let's have the right attitude. Let us have the right attitude and let us know how to handle finances. Let us not be arrogant. Let us not boast. Let us not, you know, be haughty. And let's just be generous, be humble, be ourselves. Treat everybody with respect. And you will see the blessings of God coming your way. Amen. Did you receive something from the Lord tonight? Praise God. Let's say this together. Father God, I thank you that it's your desire that I be rich in this world. And it's your desire that I know how to handle riches in Jesus' name. Thank you, God, for blessing me with riches and for blessing me with a heart for you that I will serve you and not money in Jesus' name. Amen.